I'm Jonathan and I've been preaching the kingdom since 2018. This is the Kingdom Dynamics Podcast, preaching the kingdom at all cost. I want you to know that the kingdom is within you. It's here. It has arrived. And you never have to wait for the kingdom of Jesus Christ to come. Okay, let's do this. I'm Jonathan. I'm a communicator of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I remember in 2013, we had Jackie Hall who came in the place of her husband to speak and she was crying and I gave her a box of tissues. Now, she gave me that tissue and I still keep it. Ten years later, she said, that is a tear that Jesus is crying for his church. And I believe that is my message. It's, it's, it's the bridegroom who is wanting his bride to, ge- to get ready. I want what Jesus wants. I want the apostolic, the fivefold ministry to mature the church, not to run conferences and try to, you know, make themselves established and famous and build the organization of church because we know that the church is the body of Christ it is the it it's the body that grows as each person does their part so that's my role i believe that the kingdom has not been preached since 2000 years ago of course there's a few people you know here and there who use the word kingdom I'd say there's only really one ministry that I know that really established the the doctrine of the kingdom of God the way that Jesus and Paul would have understood it, and that was the late Miles Munro. So uh, I'm, in a sense, a son of his ministry because I was mentored by the apostle uh, Joe Schneider. Joe Schneider was personal friends with Miles Munro. He was on the board of Munro Global for many, many decades, and and he passed on that mantle. He's now gone as well. So what is the kingdom? Well, the kingdom is a monarchy. It's a government. It is a country. It is a domain. It is all about access and expansion and domination of this dark world. And we don't hear much of this in church. You know, Jesus said that he came to bring division. A kingdom necessarily brings division. A kingdom grows only by confrontation. A kingdom grows only by conquer. A kingdom only grows by military expansion. Unless somebody else abdicates their throne. Unfortunately, Adam and Eve abdicated their throne. Satan is an angel created, not in the image of God, but created as a servant to man. And unfortunately, man abdicated their responsibility, our responsibility to an angel. So it's like the kingdom was given over to a caretaker and the prince has been abused by the caretaker but the king is coming back now he came as a 
sacrificial lamb, but he's returning as a warrior. He's returning drenched in blood. Okay, he's, he's returning with the breath of his mouth destroying his enemies. The Jewish people were expecting a warrior king and they were disappointed and crucified a lamb that was slain. And now the church is expecting a servant leader, you know, woke, social justice, lukewarm, baby in a manger Jesus. <laughs> Whereas we're going to get a king who's going to spit the lukewarm church out of his mouth if we don't repent. So my voice is one like John the Baptist, like Jesus, like Paul, like Peter, like James, like Jude, calling you and I to repent. My only message is to turn away from your sin. And if you're a Christian, to, to lose your life, to carry your cross and follow him. We are aliens in this world. You know, we look at Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego or or Daniel in the Bible, or Paul, or Peter. All these people were thrown in the fire, boiled in oil, crucified upside down, spent most of their lives in prison or shipwrecked. Or, at the very least, like Daniel, like David, like Joseph, they were aliens in this world. Jesus said, do not be surprised when, when, not if, but when the world hates you. I'd be very confused if the world didn't hate me. You know, I've been disallowed. I've been prevented from speaking to my own, you know, church family, my own mother and father about things that were pertinent to my life and my marriage by, by leaders in the church. I was told not to say this and not to say that. And you and I experience this every day in the workplace. We're being gagged. You've got to put on a, you know, a, a, a mouth diaper, as they say in America. You know, they, you've got to take a certain drug or, you know, you've got to be politically correct. But, but who are you? Are you going to be a friend of the world and make yourself the enemy of God? Because... To, to be at enmity with God implies that he is violently opposing you. When Paul says in Romans that, you know, God is at enmity with the, though, with the flesh, God is, the, is opposing the proud, that is a violent, forceful opposition. To be at enmity implies a military opposition. And God is like that when we live according to our flesh. And as I said in the previous podcast, you cannot put to death the deeds of the flesh. So don't be surprised when the world hates you. Don't be surprised as though some strange thing has occurred when people fight against you, when you're persecuted. But rejoice because great is your reward in heaven. You've got to remember that Everywhere you go, you are on fire. You're representing the body of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what they look like on the outside. 
the demonic spirits are in people. They're not just floating around. Even Jesus said that. He said they go looking for a host. They may spend a moment in the wilderness, in the deserted places, but they always come back. They come back to find an empty house and they fill that house with seven demons worse than themselves. So, where are the demons according to Jesus? They're in people. Now, there are many, 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 many demons. It's not like there's four or five per city. There's, you know, apparently millions. You know, Jesus cast out demons, multiple demons from people. Seven demons out of the the prostitute. You know, a legion. That's at least 3,000 came out of the man at the tombs, at the garrison. So... So there's a, if there are 5 million people in your city, then there would be at least 5 million demons, if not 100 million. Now, what do these demons do? They take over their soul. They don't necessarily um, gain complete access immediately. But what does Paul say? He said, Put on the mind of Christ, put off the old man, put on the new man, seek things above, set your mind on heavenly things, take every thought captive. So people's thoughts are the gateway to the demonic. And when people say with their mouth what they see with their eyes, what they hear with their ears, what they think with their thoughts, that is empowering the demonic. And believe it or not, Christians can easily frequently be taken captive by the devil to do his will. I may not be quoting the Bible verse and scripture, but everything I say, if you listen, go back a hundred episodes where everything I say is quoting scripture. But I believe you're mature enough to have read the Bible and to know these things. You know, you are responsible to test the spirits. You are responsible to, to see the fruit. I'd love you to get in contact, uh, kingdomdynamicspodcast at gmail.com. Let me know where you are, any prayer requests, any concerns. Um, I've deleted my Teachable account because it was costing a lot of money and I only had a handful of students so um, they can access the videos for free. I'll just send them the the copy. Um, But for you, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're... I hope you're, you're doing Matthew 6.33, which is to, to seek first, to prioritize, to establish and predetermine that your primary activity and process of life and action is to seek first, not only to obtain the kingdom, but to expand it. Your responsibility is to enlarge the government that is on his shoulders, on Jesus' shoulders. The government is on his shoulders. And of the increase of his government, of the increase of his territory, of his dominion, of his influence, there will be no end. The kingdom will be established as chief among the mountains. Isaiah chapter 2, the church will be the highest mountain. Jesus Christ will 
come back, there will be an angel that says that the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God. Jesus told us this when he explained the mustard seed. He said the kingdom, not your faith, he said the kingdom, not money, the kingdom is like a mustard seed that grows to become what? The biggest tree in the garden. So it is inevitable. doesn't matter if you're in prison or shipwrecked or beaten or boiled in oil. It is inevitable that the kingdom that you're currently speaking and sowing into and praying about and being influenced by and, and, and hopefully sharing with others, that's what Jesus said to do. He said, go into the villages, lay hands on the sick, cast out demons and and tell them say saying this saying the kingdom has come the the signs and wonders the deliverance ministry the healing ministry is for the purpose of announcing and proving evidence of the kingdom and the message Jesus I, I often say this to provoke the religious demons in and around you so that you can stop agreeing with them because they're hovering around your mind so that you speak and empower them and they will want to gain access to you. But I say things like this to expose those demonic spirits because then you see them. You don't see them in your own life. You don't see the doctrines of demons. You don't because you're lukewarm. Like, like, like me, like I was, and I probably st still am in many areas, but it is the fire of God that exposes us. It was Paul, you know, preaching in various cities that caused the demonic spirits to manifest. And what I'm saying to you is when I say things like, Jesus never said to people, he didn't say to those 72 that he sent two by two. He did not say, go and tell them about Jesus. He did not say, go into the villages and tell them to come to synagogue. He told them to say that the kingdom has arrived. Some people even, Jesus healed himself and then he walked off and didn't tell them anything. And they did not, they did not even know that he was the one who healed them. Or who, what his name was. Do you understand? Jesus is the king of a kingdom. And he is only doing what he sees his father doing. And that is the presentation, demonstration, communication, and expansion of the dominion of the kingdom, country, government of God on the earth, from heaven to earth. He wasn't trying to tell people to go to synagogue he wasn't trying to tell people to go to church he wasn't trying to tell people to 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 go to to come necessarily to come to him although he did say to people come to me i am the gate i am the door and of course the only way to be saved is through jesus christ it's it's faith in jesus christ but what i'm saying is jesus christ his message was the kingdom his first message in Matthew chapter 4 was repent for the kingdom. His message is to be announcing the kingdom. Okay? Now, once people see that there is a need for the kingdom, once they repent 
It is by faith in Jesus Christ. It is in his name alone that we're saved. We are saved by grace through faith. There's only one name that we can be saved, and that's by the name of Jesus. His name is above every other name. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about our identity in Christ. I'm not talking about the the process of of sanctification, of the propitiation of our sins that are transferred onto him and the exchange. I'm not talking about the doctrine of salvation. I'm talking about the message. The message of the kingdom is is first. The message of the kingdom is 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 the first message Jesus preached. The message is the of the kingdom is the one message that Jesus said that we were to seek first. He said to seek first the kingdom. Now, understanding comes after people hear the word. Understanding comes after people see the kingdom. It's after Jesus said, if you don't believe me, believe the signs, believe the wonders, believe the miracles. So if they believe not him, but the miracles, then what are the miracles saying? The miracles are pointing signs pointing to a kingdom. He's saying there's healing that you cannot see in your kingdom of darkness. This healing that you can now see in the physical realm is pointing to, signaling to, which is the root word sign, signaling to a dominion that you cannot see. So there's provision in the kingdom that you cannot see. The gold coin in the fish's mouth was a kingdom provision. The demons leaving the demoniac was a kingdom military exercise. It was an ambush. It was a, what's the word? An insurgency, a counterinsurgency from the government of God, the host of heaven, the angels. Jesus cast out demons and showed people who couldn't see the kingdom evidence and a sign signaling to the invisible kingdom that is real and is here and is at hand and has arrived so i'm challenging you today if if de- if your demons are manifesting if there are religious spirits now G- jesus said that he said beware of the pharisees beware of the herodians beware of their teaching which is, it, it's not just to, to put on some goggles and gloves to, to, to not be contaminated. It's about an aggressive cleansing and an aggressive defragmentation and an aggressive forensic audit of your mind. So when you encounter Jesus, when you encounter his glory, when you encounter his throne, when you encounter his word, when you encounter angels... You are exposed. So I say to you, come naked before God today. Come to God today with your needs, with your baggage, with your fears, with your worries, with your wants, with your needs. Approach the throne of grace. Approach the throne of grace. Run to him now. Come to him. Seek him while he may be found. And as you approach that fiery throne, as you see the water, the water that rushes, the, as you hear the rushing of many waters that come out of his mouth, as you see the fire that's in his eyes, it will burn the lukewarm out of you. 
it'll expose the demonic and you will be able to address the demonic but you don't know that the snake is in the fire is is in the is in the pat pile of sticks until you throw it in the fire jesus said i came not to bring peace but a sword so if you're spending your whole life as a friend of the world you're not reading your bible you're not fasting you're not praying in tongues you're not seeking god or you know maybe doing some of those things but what you want to do is you want to do the things that burn you want to give money away you want to bless those who curse you you want to turn the other cheek you want to pray for your enemies you want to read the bible when you don't feel like it you want to get up early and pray in tongues when you want to sleep in you want to text your friend for help when you're in trouble when shame and the demonic spirits of rejection that have followed your family line for generations says no don't tell them you'll be embarrassed what will they think of you you idiot no you will put up your hand for help you'll say god i don't know what to do i don't know what to say you'll text your friend your pastor your brother your sister and you'll say pray for me i'm stupid i made a mistake you cannot do it on your own that is that is going into the fire let the light come into the world let the light come into the world jesus is that light he's the light that shines in the darkness he is the one you are also that light but jesus said come into the light john said those who come into the light they're not afraid that their deeds will be exposed but those who don't come into the light it's because they're afraid that their evil deeds will be exposed so you and i aggressively progressively increasingly exponentially ex in in encounter the light we encounter the light that's in the word we encounter the light that's in our prayer time we encounter the light by exposing ourselves and our needs and our vulnerabilities to our brothers and sisters and you can trust them because you can trust him and you're led by the spirit of god and you're testing the spirits thank you father right now for impartation let them know have i spoken have i spoken against you god have i spoken against them or have I told them the truth? Have I announced the kingdom of God to them today so that they would be birthing the kingdom? They would be on fire. They would be expanding the kingdom. They would make it not about their, their mom or their dad or their worries or their sisters or their mortgage or their money or their car or their holidays or their 401k or whatever it's called or their superannuation or their, their worry. They're not worried because they're... You said, don't worry about your life, but you said to seek first the kingdom, that they would make your kingdom the one and only priority for their lives, knowing that they're saved, knowing that they're going to live forever, knowing that they're in need of you, God. May we give away what we've received. Don't be surprised when the world hates you. I'd be worried if it doesn't hate you. Everywhere Jesus went, he had conflict. His own disciples were against him. They didn't understand him. They were speaking behind his back. They had unbelief. They had doubt. You know, even in the New Testament, Paul had so many troubles with Christians. You know, constantly correcting them, kicking them out of his church, writing to us. Paul, Paul and Peter, 
saying that there are wolves in sheep's clothing, that there are false teachers, there are false apostles, there are false prophets, there are blemishes at your love feast, in prison, beaten, burned alive, boiled in oil, hung upside down. Why should we expect it to be any different here? And I'm announcing the Melbourne Underground Church has arrived. I, be- I don't know whether it's going to be a 30, 40, 50 year process or if it's going to happen next week, but there is a, a collusion between the world, this world system and the government. There's going to be a a communist style sanctioned government church like there always is in these you know, dystopian, totalitarian times. I hope and pray that people go to above ground churches. I want everybody, I want a church on every corner. I want to own the buildings and the things. But you know what I'm hearing? I'm hearing God say to go underground. No mobile phone. No digital passes. You know, grow your own food. Grow your own vegetables. Get out of debt. When I say underground church, I mean you don't owe anyone anything but to love them. You don't need your doctor because you're healthy. You don't need statin because you've gotten off drugs. You've gotten healthy. You've detoxed. I don't know how you know. I don't know how much time. What if you can't leave? You know your your five kilometer radius because there's police have set you know a perimeter around you for whatever reason. You know it could be a chemical spill. It could be a false flag attack. It could be a five G towers are down. It could be internet disruption could be fake news but you are burning in your home and you what do you have in your hand you know you have a a bowl of food you have a a jar of honey you have a prophetic word whatever you have you can give it right now i'm serious we have so much abundance it's almost sickening it's almost like christmas when you've had too much to eat and there's food everywhere and you don't know what to do with it and you're trying to force people to take it. I mean, we've got the internet, we've got Zello, we've got podcasts, we've got teachers coming out of our ears, we've got Netflix, we've got money, we've got you know stimulus packages, we've got everything we've ever had. You know, but I do sense a a, a time of great famine is coming i don't know whether it's a physical famine or an emotional famine or a spiritual famine but i sense that it's like a famine of the word of god amos 8 11 no one could find that word but right now you are that word and i want you to be encouraged and to remember this right now recall this message that whatever happens even if you have no electricity and no gas and no food and there's you know, riot police knocking on your door. You are that word. You are the light. You can lead that riot police officer to Christ when they see your face shining like an angel, like Stephen. You know, maybe you get stoned like Stephen and get go to glory. That's good news, isn't it? Who cares? Sounds like a promotion to me. Or maybe you're like Daniel who, through the trial, through the fire, becomes promoted and becomes chief among the mountains. Now, whichever way you win, because you've taken accountability of yourself, you've taken accountability of your message, and you know that wherever you are, whatever you have, you, like John and Peter, have 
the kingdom. You have the inv- access to the invisible kingdom that has its own government, its own military, its own health care, its own provision, its own economy. Even in prison, even at home, even lockdown, you are equipped for every good work. I'd encourage you to download this message, save it as an MP3 file, send it around. This might be the only message you have when the internet goes down. Print the Bible, you know, download some PDF versions of the Bible and and print them. Get some small Bibles that you can carry around in your pocket. Your big one's fine right now when you're driving around in your car, but when there's no electricity and no gas and no money, you can't carry around this four-kilogram Bible. So grab some small Bibles. You know, rip out a page of an old Bible that you don't use. Rip out Galatians and just stuff it in your pocket, just in case. Because you might be sitting around a campfire with a 100 people drinking from the fountain of life that is flowing out of your spirit, man, as you read to them the mystery of the gospel from Galatians, not many years from now. That's right, we just turn our eyes upon Jesus. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Oh, man. I don't know the word, something about his face. (laughs) All right. You are going to win. I impart that to you, the victory. Your bones are full of the victory of God right now in Jesus' name. You are carrying it. You are firmly established. And I just speak and prophesy. Victory. I mean, that's one thing I have is victory to give you and to give away today in Jesus' name. Wow, that's it. Every message I preach is the best message. Every message I preach is the only message that contains everything you need. <laughs> you don't need any more. You've got everything you need for life and godliness in Christ Jesus. Remember, he's the hope of glory. If you want glory, what's glory? Fullness. What's fullness? Abundance. It's the total manifestation of God. Christ is the total fullness of God manifest, and you have it. I mean, that right there is a message. That right there is impartation. If you have Christ living on the inside of you, you have the full expression, manifestation, explosion of God. You have the ability to show God in all of his fullness in and through your life as you move by the Spirit, as you yield to him. There is no limit. There's no limit to what you can do. You don't need anything. You don't need Bible college or a university degree or money. You have got the unlimited resources of the never-ending kingdom that will be established and will expand and will take over. And one day there will be heaven and earth combined as one, one eternal city where God and man will be together. That is God's aching heart for you to be his home i i swear to you that is ultimately it not swear but i impart to you encourage you like amplify and highlight and exemplify the truth of the fact that god's deepest desire his end game ultimate 
plan, destiny and desire is to live inside of you, for you to be his home and for him to be your home. He wants oneness. He wants intimacy. He wants unity. He wants to live inside of you. And if you let him live inside of you, he's going to want to take over. He's going to want to expand. He's going to want to own you. He's going to want to, you know, manifest his nature, his character, his glory, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one inside of your spirit is the potential manifestation, the potential of the manifestation of the full expression of God. He's not, je- he's not jealous of you in that way. He's not intimidated or threatened by your manifestation of his kingdom. He wants you to expand his kingdom. He wants you to take over. He wants you to expand it and to win. He doesn't want you to hold back. He doesn't want you to be timid. He said, fear not, for I'm with you. I have overcome the world. I can't stop preaching. And neither can you. So God bless you. Bye for now. Have a great day and remember to email kingdomdynamicspodcast at gmail.com. Have a great day.